1590 Afterwards, the podcast where we talk about all things that happened on 1590 KVTA morning show. Anything exciting happened this morning, Spence? It was actually pretty fun. We ended with one, and I know we've talked about this before, but it's AI again. And the Oof. reason why it comes up on how it's it could be stealing jobs, there's this new app that kids can go on, any adults, and you can find out what is the length of this career move. So oh. are you getting into something that they're predicting, you know, AI is going to come in, it's just going to be a lesser used um, career, and it's just warning people, maybe not the best effort for a long-term job. And it, it seemed pretty sophisticated, like it was a really, really good idea. I like that, because the robots are letting you know exactly when they're going to take your job. Over. Exactly. Yeah. Little, little shoulder tap there. Guess yeah. what, Mr. Mailman, Mr. Maillady? It is my turn, and that is what's happening with AI. And another thing, because I just wasn't going through the whole concept of what could possibly go wrong here. One of the ad agency is going, and this is a big one, full AI. Mm. Full AI, 100% AI. So the staff cut down is going to be remarkable. And one of the things they said, let's say we're uh, selling a car. Now, one of our favorite car places is that Magoo Rock out there. You see that on commercials all the time. So now they're not going to have to drive out there and set up the cones and get the five cops, police officers, CHP, to regulate traffic and take up all that time and have the crew out there. They'll be able to take the video of the rock and have a car drive by through AI. So you think right there, how many jobs are taken away? Mm. And that's weird because I've, I've had friends, you know, because where we live, that went through that business. And they did very, very well. One of the guys I was talking about had uh, a job. He was a cameraman. And he never did anything that was Hollywood. Everything he did was industrial. And one of the things he did, he goes, that Rainbird commercial? That's mine. <laughs> and he did a lot of like long-form commercials that would be shown at uh, Rainbird conventions. So everybody goes to Vegas. They sit down. And they see the new Rainbird. Do you want to buy it? That's how he made his money. And he made a really, they just call them industrials. They made, and people like you uh, would be hired because you're the funny guy and maybe they need somebody. Nobody sees it but the industry, but they're, it's a great way to make money. Yeah, there's so many people on the set of something like that. You know, you're sitting at home and you watch a commercial and you see one car driving through an empty hill. You don't realize there's probably at least 60 people there, <laughs> maybe more, making that all happen the way it happens. And yeah, it it's really is scary. And you wonder, Something's, there's got to be some kind of correction because you have the homeless problems getting worse and worse. And here we go, more jobs being taken away. It's kind of terrifying. And with uh, and we see the shoots all the time living in Santa Paula, Fillmore. You just see them pop up. They just did one of the Mayan, the, the end episode in Santa Paula. Mm-hmm. And you do look at, for a very simple shot, they, they had the, the food truck out there. And they had all the people walking in, walking around. And I'm just one, two, three, four, five, six. Look at the end credits of a movie. And not to mention the money going into the city for the, yeah. for the location shoot, which that would go away with the AI, too, probably, I'm yep. guessing. And there's, oh, there's just so many things. And it's one of those deals where you say, what could possibly go wrong with AI? Well, there is going to be some issues here, and that is one of the ad agencies that decided uh, that's the way we're going. So it will cut down the amount of people needed remarkably. Even copywriting can be done through AI. So I know we've talked about it, but this is the first time I saw one uh, huge part of that industry, ad agencies, going totally AI. Another app is the driving app. Honda came up with this thing because 
most accidents happen with youngsters driving from like 17 to 25. The real bad accidents happen. So they created an app that helps kids learn about, you know, it'll just throw everything at you, left turns with a motorcycle, and just all the little things that can end up in huge, huge tragedy. How did you learn how to drive? I learned how to drive by my father took me out and was like, hey, dude, let's go. Let's go drive. I did have driving classes in high school. So you needed that credit, right? You needed to have like the certificate that you completed so much. But your actual learning experience. Yeah, it was dad. By the time I got in, I was driving with an instructor. I had already practiced with dad a few times. I was a horrible instructor. I, I sat there with Cole and I, the poor kid, because I'm. I really, I was really bad, like really bad. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I think your mom is going to have to take the helm on this one. And I was a horrible teacher. Is it just the 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 patience thing? Is it the? I just don't want to see anything go terribly wrong. And also, there's just a couple of things. And he was showing caution, and he's driving, and then you get somebody flustered when they're driving. The last thing you want to do, and I really was F minus for me as a dad. Mm -hmm. I completely failed that task. We had Cole. That's pleasant. Oh, the fairies here. Yeah, we had Cole. That was nice. We had Cole uh, learn through one of the driving schools. We just paid, and and even the guy came back. Cole was okay to drive with, but from the technical aspects, he wasn't great. You know, so for like the things that make you pass the test, not so good. He failed twice. Oh no! Yeah, he failed twice Yikes. on the driving. Yeah, and the first time he failed, he was shocked because he didn't think he did anything wrong. The second time you went out there, he was rattled, and it got up in his kitchen. Yeah. And it was a bad moment, so I'm thinking, oh, my God. I had friends that failed the first time. You know, What's they that? just did something weird. But uh, generally, like for me, I'm not a great driver, but I got like a 95. Yeah, I did pretty – I did No really big good. deal. Yeah, you just drove through, and the guy said, you oversteered on this part. Okay, take five points away, 95. But Cole did have some issues. But he's – I'm totally comfortable driving with him now that he has some – Hours behind the wheel. But this AI taking over as far as it goes for advertising and the driving app, we're just drawn more into this. Did they show the movies, the car crash movies when you were in school? Yeah, they did yeah. show some of that stuff. One was Mechanized Death that we had, and the other one was called Red Asphalt. Oh. Those were the two movies they showed us on car crashes that were supposed to tell you, don't be an idiot behind the wheel. But what great names. Yeah. It's not like driving safety. Safely, it's red asphalt and mechanized death. We pull the curtains over the windows for this? And the worst part of it, wise guy kids in my class, it was not me. They sneaked in and they put the reel on backwards. So when the teacher started it up, it was showing everything. Oh. Yeah. Funny oh, boys. Yeah, gnarly. funny boys. Yeah, funny boys. Uh, That's a long time ago. So that is learning how to drive. Dad taught you? Yeah. Dad taught Mine me. was California Driving School and my parents a little bit, but they're the ones that, that helped me out. Okay, I've got to go straight to this because this is a classic that you're going to do with the kids, not only for adventure and a real fun time to go out. You're going to? We're going to go to the Queen Mary and we're going to stay the night tonight. You're going to stay the night. Now, that would be what a regular person would do. Mm-hmm. But you, not being a regular daddy, you're adding a little fun to this Queen Mary adventure. Yeah, well, so the reason we're going is because Tommy has this obsession with big boats and ships that started actually with the Queen Mary. He took a, a, a little, um, what do you call it, ferry, a trip out to Catalina Island with his class. 
And as he saw the Queen Mary, he was just became obsessed with this gigantic boat. So we're going to go spend the night. Maddie into big ships a little bit, but not quite as much. She's really, really into ghosts. Mm-hmm. So her excitement about this trip is because of the ghost. And she's so intent on meeting a ghost. And I'm such a good dad that I'm going to make sure she sees one. I'm bringing a, a dry erase marker so I could write some messages to her on the walls and win- mirrors and windows and stuff. <laughs> and see how she reacts to that. <laughs> yeah. Because what would be scarier than a message that, that uh, appears, disappears, reappears? <laughs> what, what would be more frightening than that? But, but like my sister says, she's probably going to go towards that as, as opposed to run away like most of us would. So... We'll see how it goes. Now, when I was a little kid, I straight up, I was a nervous kid. And stuff like that would bug me. Yeah. It really would bug me. I would get haunted easily. And in Thousand Oaks, it was such a wide open, wonderful place to grow up. It's just a lot of fields. I used to leave a friend's house, and you either took the streets way around or you ran through the field, which was a little complex because of the bushes and the ups and downs and all that, but you got home a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So when you went on the street, there's street lights and everything. When you ran through the fields, all the horrors got up. And I think one of the reasons why I became a, at least a fairly decent, okay distance runner, I would start walking and I'd start thinking, next thing you knew, mm-hmm. and I would just be flying through there, tripping over rocks. But it really, really bugged me. And me and my friends used to goof with each other a lot. Now, one of the movies I thought was fantastic, Blair Witch. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about Did when you were like talking it? about it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I, just, I loved Blair Witch. When you were talking about walking through the fields, it reminded me of when I went to Blair Witch and I brought this girl, April, and she lived out in the middle of fields. And after I dropped her off, I was in a car. I wasn't walking. Mm-hmm. After I dropped her off, I was in my own head, as you tend to get when you're in that kind of a situation. And like one of those big white owls flew right by my windshield. Man, I, I, I'm sure my heart just stopped. And the thing I loved about Blair Witch is how it leveled up very smartly. You know, mm-hmm. it started off, what was that last night? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you were scared, weren't you? Then all of a sudden it gets a little more yelling and screaming. Then the guy throws the map away, spoiler alert, and all hell breaks loose till the end and the camera falls down. I thought it was brilliant. And you never see the bad guy. That's it. So that, and that's the other thing. Yeah, it's the, uh, the unknown <laughs> evil. Yeah, it was very, very well done. So with my kids, what I did a couple of times, and with Cole, he used to like me to tell him scary stories. But when I just, what was that? That would drive him nuts. And I do stuff like that. Well, we had this weird sound in our plumbing. Uh-huh. And it was really a screechy, odd sound. And it, it happened, and it was like at night, and I go, that's the lady. <laughs> and he looks at me, and he goes, what? <laughs> and I go, well, before, way back in film where this murder happened, and this happened, and that happened, and it haunts this area. He started crying. Oh. And I had to, he was pretty young, <laughs> and I had to, like, walk him back out of it. There is no lady. I was just being an idiot dad. And this is, and he's just looking at me, and tears are coming down because the lady is going to, man, it was lights on. It's your fault, Dad. And he was a lights-on sleeper for a long time. Oh, poor yeah. guy. I wrecked him. I absolutely wrecked the whole deal. Now, for well, I good... promise you if Maddie cries, I'll have pictures to show. Oh, that'd be great. 
She's not going to cry. Yeah, no. She'll, she'll fight back. Yeah. Yeah, she seems to have that attitude. Hockey started. I saw a little uh, photo. Was that your uh, – that's Tommy in gear right now? Yeah, Tommy started up this weekend. It was so oh, fun. Awesome. Yeah, he's on the Canadians and the uh, – and the symbi- or not He's the at symbi- the Cube. Yeah, he's at the Cube. Great ring. Yeah, he has so much fun, too. And he, he actually started out stronger this season than he did last Good. season as far as his movement and stuff. So we're, we're worried about that because he took a little bit of time off for school and – now it looks like he's he's in. He's so excited. You'll have a little rink rust, but they get over it quick. Yeah. The, yeah. The uh, same with Cole. He'll go out, then all of a sudden he's skating really good again after a couple of laps. So how fun! What level is this in the house still? Yep, it's in house. Yeah, and so and he's in the the twelve U. So he's in a division that like he's a year older than what the division you know for the experienced hockey players. So he's a little bit. Obviously, a little bit behind, being that he's only had two seasons mm-hmm. of hockey. And his, yeah, you <laughs> like got to catch up. Yeah. But he's got the size. He's got yeah. the natural size for an athlete. So when he gets into his size, as they say, because you're a little awkward at first, and all of a sudden everything is fine. So that's great. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. Yeah, and there's a lot of kids his size. Cause, I mean, that's just the way they use it as the kind of as the judgment yeah. thing. And Yeah, it's really great. It's such a good sport, and yeah. I would highly recommend going out and checking out because – you can walk in any weekend. Just look at the schedule and see what a game is. They don't. They don't charge to go watch a game at see me and see me or at the cube. And when people talk about watching youth sports, sometimes with the little kids, you watch soccer. They're not coordinated yet, and it's a lot of ball chasing. You know, like the beehive. Everybody in a mm-hmm. group chasing. But hockey. All of the people we brought to Cole's hockey games, they were oh well okay I'll I'll go cheer them on. Then they would see it and they're like. Oh my God! Yeah. They just—they couldn't believe the level of play. When's the and, next one? Yeah, and people would come back, and and they they would come back for more. Hockey is brilliant. Yeah. I absolutely love the game, and I thank my son for getting me back into it. So that's so cool. We'll have to stop by and watch one of his games coming up on the weekend. I'm a big fan. And you can't mention that without mentioning thank you for the two dollar pizza by the slice that they have at the Cube as well. Like oh, that's yeah. so worth it. They God, have a the real restaurant up there, oh. and that is the thing that's great. Yeah, and if you're so inclined, you can even grab a cool frosty, yeah. which is great for angry uh, hockey parents. Yeah, <laughs> I always like to see him fueled up with a couple of more beers uh, when when. And the hockey action gets tight. The final thing I'm going to do here, and this is uh, kind of flip-flopping, uh, going back to pranks pulled. This wasn't really a prank. And my parents were not uh, weren't the most creative, fun people. But one thing they did for Christmas, when you're talking about, like, you know, pulling the trick on the Queen Mary. Right. One of the things they did when we used to, we would leave the house on Christmas Eve, and we'd go to my cousin's, and then we would come home. And we'd usually come home at about 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So the magic was when we left the house, and I know you're going to do comedy for Christmas, Christmas in July. That's why I brought this up. The funny thing was we'd get home, and all the presents were under the tree. Mm-hmm. So as little kids, we really believed in Santa Claus yeah. because you walk out of the house, there's no gifts, and then you come home, and there's all gifts. So our uh, tradition was opening presents at 2 in the morning on Christmas morning. So we'd go in there. And my dad would say, okay, go at it. And, and we would open up the presents. And that really threw me for a long time. And when I started questioning <laughs> when I was about 14, 
I said, but mother. And, but it was a, a nice trick that my parents pulled that it's out of anything because, again, they, they were not a delight. They knew you young. They knew they were going to need an alibi in order to pull the Santa thing off. Yeah, and, and, it, and it worked for me, and it worked completely. Now that I've told a Christmas story, when? Around mid-June. Nice. But you've got a, a Christmas story of some comedy. Yeah, we've got the Christmas in July, the big fundraiser happening at the top of the Oxnard Tower at the Tower Club. I can't wait. Uh, Mr. Bob Davis is putting it on. Um, I'm not sure the best way to get tickets. Does it have the? Did he give us a website yet? We're gonna have to hit that up for tomorrow's uh, afterwards uh, and see how to do it because tickets are limited and it's gonna be great. Think about it. Thirty-five bucks. You're gonna get. They they throw out a really nice happy hour and you get the comedy and you know that everything that you spend on that thirty-five, all costs are covered. All of the money, every dime goes into the charity. And we're doing like a, we're scheduling to where we're all going to be available to see the sunset yeah. from the tower. It's all part of the evening. It's just going to be such a great evening of fun coming together for great causes. Yeah, good, good uh, date night. So uh, let's get together. But 35 bucks, a lot of food, great comedy, uh, good fun. And it looks like the uh, alarm has gone off. It oh, is, man. It is time to go. So I can't wait to hear. It's going to happen. When are you going? That is going to be on Thursday, July 13th. July 13th. I will be there. And you're overnight on the Queen Mary? Yeah, we're going to be overnight on the Queen Mary tonight. So okay. we will be recording on Thursday. We'll have on to Thursday. do a doubleheader, as right. they say. We'll do the doubleheader. I can't wait to hear the results of this. That is an, a fabulous plan. Maybe. So uh, congratulations on being the good dad. Maybe one of our doubleheader episodes will be dedicated to the Queen Mary. That might yeah, be fun. Yeah, doing more. Yeah, mm-hmm. We'll have to get the kid in again, too. Real sharp on the boats. Yeah, he can't wait Real to tell sharp. you and Gamma. He's got a story about the Bahama Star that's going to, especially, I think, you. Have a big one. It's a big one. Can't wait. All mm-hmm. right, that's it for us. All right, thanks for listening to 1590 Afterwards.